I don't know Tom. 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 Testing. Speak up, aren't they? Got to see it with a clear eye view. Like, show it, she can bless me. Like I said, I chew. Like a nigga sneeze. Please, for them chicken squeeze, I'm getting creep. Never let them hoes get in between of what we started. Little nigga, but I'm lying hearted. Fucking they hate it when I departed. I gone get it regardless. Drawn like I'm an artist. Fucking the forms in my garage is a form, bitches menage. Fucking sucking and swallowing anything for a dollar. They tell me get on my god. I did it without an album. This shit with Mariah. Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> Little nigga, I'm on fire. Icy as a hockey ring, Philly nigga, I'm flying. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was lease. Then I bought that new Ferrari. Hey, the rest in peace. Hey, the rest in peace. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit, fit in, in the, the parking, parking spot. spot. You ain't talking about my niggas, then what you talking about? Gangsters moving silence, nigga, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word was on my ground and now I got what I deserve. Fuck, nigga. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought that ass in the morning, y'all thought it was finished. Heard up. Y'all thought I was finished. Double up. That's why T Rose ain't the captain. I'm lieutenant. I'm the tight cat. I'm the big 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 cat. Let's get into it, yo. I'm gonna turn meat down. Let's get into it. Let's okay. get into it. <laughs> well, if you don't already know, this is another episode of the I Don't Know Tom podcast. I'm grateful to have you all joining us again for another week. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to another person's story. And here, this story, I'm here with somebody real, real, real special to me today. Um, this is somebody I've always wanted to make sure I got their story. Uh, recorded in some form or function, but I just feel like they have such an amazing story. There's somebody that I really appreciate. It was instrumental to my upbringing, my growth. Um, the only reason I can say I'm from the Hill, uh, <laughs> I'm here with the the one and only Kanita. I don't know if you want to throw your last name out there or not. <laughs> you know no, what I'm saying? We'll just, throw, we'll just throw Neek out there. If you know yeah. Neek, you know. Um, yeah. But AKA the plumber chick, clap it up. Thank you so much for coming. Let's Thank you go. so much for coming. Um, so I appreciate you coming on, Nick. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You, you feeling I good? I got this little Hennessy and the little chicken wings. I'm feeling <laughs> real good out here. <laughs> well, I appreciate you finding the time, uh, and I'm happy to provide it. I mean, it was the least I could do. Um, and as I've told you already, this podcast is basically about sharing people's stories. And Absolutely. the first question I, I want to open up with uh, before you know we go any further, and this is the question I usually ask everybody first, is, who are you, if you were to answer that question for us? Who am I? I am... How would you define it? How would I define myself? Yep. A rising phoenix. Okay. 
you know, from the fire, I uh-huh. rose up. Okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> right, that's how, that? that's basically how I would define myself. From All right. Why, why is up. that? What is it about uh, that whole rebirth process that resonates with you? So it is that, like, you know, I came from, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I came from the bottom, and, mm-hmm. but I came from the bottom of the mm-hmm. bottom. I came from the bottom. I'm from the projects. Like, mm-hmm. I really came from the bottom. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Really, literally, mm-hmm. like my mom used to get high. I used to have mm-hmm. to go to the store for people to eat. Mm-hmm. I was brought up on oodles and noodles. Like I mm-hmm. was, yeah, I came from the real bottom, and now, like you know, I went through some went through some things. You know, mm-hmm. growing up and been to prison, came home from prison, and it's mm-hmm. just like now, I'm like I'm a different person. I'm not mm-hmm. the same person I was before I went to prison. What do you what do you think that comes from? Like, I mean, obviously they say you know prison can do that to you, but like, it, I think that like you clearly could see like whatever you was doing before wasn't meant for you, and then now you're doing something different. Like, where do you think that transition came from? Like, why why did you want to change? So okay, so the transition actually like I did ten years in federal mm. prison, mm. like ten years straight. Mm. So it was like you know I felt like God sat me down, mm-hmm. like I was you know on a one-way trip to somewhere that I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be, mm-hmm. and God sat me down for them 10 years, like, get yourself together. Mm-hmm. Get your mind right. Mm-hmm. Like, get yourself together. And What did you? What do you think that, like, like if he sat you down, like, what is it that you learned during that process? Uh, I learned patience. Mm-hmm. I'm very patient now. Okay. <laughs> um, I learned how to control my anger. Mm. Um, I learned how to walk away mm-hmm. from certain situations and certain people. Mm-hmm. And I also learned how to basically just like, oh, this ain't meant for me. I got to get away from this type mm-hmm. of situation. Mm-hmm. This ain't my, this ain't my type of crowd. I got to go over here mm-hmm. or this ain't my type of crowd. I'd rather be by myself than be in that type of crowd. That mm-hmm. ain't my and, and like I can understand that, but from my thinking, it's like, all right, like you've been in a lot of situations maybe before going to prison, right? And you mm-hmm. obviously there was a lot of opportunities to learn. And you said God sat you down. What was it about this moment that you feel like made you willing to learn the lesson that you needed to learn? This I didn't time? have a choice. Mm. I didn't have a choice. Okay. I I, I didn't have a choice. Mm. What do you What do you mean by that? Because like I, you could have did anything, but you still chose to do the, what you right. thought was best so, for you. So. Like when you in prison, think about it. You mm-hmm. don't have a. You have to be there. Mm-hmm. You have to be there. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with the situation at hand. Like you don't have a choice. You can't walk away. You can't go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't be angry. You can't lash out because mm-hmm. you know if you do that, then it's consequences and repercussions. Absolutely. So you know you don't. You didn't have. A, I didn't have a choice. I, I I agree with that. But what I'm thinking is like you said, rising phoenix. Obviously, I think you know that like there's a lot of people that go to prison and go right back. Right. So you, like, you took a different path. Right. And based on the trajectory that you had going up until that point, one could argue that you could have got out of prison and did the same thing. But there was something that you felt like, there. it seemed like you found some sense of worth or something in there that was different than I what just, you had going in. Guess what I said to myself? Mm-hmm. I ain't coming back in here. Mm. Mm-mm. I ain't coming back in here. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing this no more. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. This is it for me. Mm-hmm. This is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm 
can't. I don't want nobody telling me when I can shower. I don't want to have to wait for nobody to unlock my door. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to wait for a ten minute move to go work out and all that. Mm-hmm. It was my freedom, mm. and it's just like mm-mm. I rather have my freedom. I ain't going back to that. Mm. So that was the. So you could say like you you kind of like were living as a phoenix. You had to crash and part with the, the crash and burn, and then baby. you and you you rose out of that. Like what was that like for you? Like how did that feel? Like was that tough? Was that hard? Like what was that process of trying to almost reinvent yourself as this new entity? The crazy part is like I don't really feel like like I had to reinvent myself. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. I had to learn how to control myself. How to control my emotions, my anger. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I wasn't trying to control it. Mm-hmm. It was just, if I was angry, I was angry. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't, then I was cool. But now it's like, you know what? I ain't even gonna let that upset me. Mm. <laughs> That's crazy. Like when you said like when you was younger, you weren't even trying to control it. Like growing up, and I told you this, like there was a safety that I felt in the neighborhood because people knew your name rang bells, right? Right. And there was probably, one could argue, a value to not controlling that anger. It, it probably gave you like a, a, um, a reputation that yeah. protected you in some ways. Yeah. Okay, so basically it was like, when I was younger, I didn't feel like I needed to control my anger because guess what? I had to... Like, like I said, I'm from the projects. Mm-hmm. So it was like, in the projects, it's like, oh, you going to respect me? Mm-hmm. Or you going to have an issue? Mm-hmm. That used to be the way I used to think. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know what? I don't care what you think about me. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say about me. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Where do you think that comes from now? Like, because... Like you used to have that, that was so part, a part of your identity before. Mm-hmm. Why, how, like, where does this self-confidence almost come from now? Because I already went through that. Mm. Already, already went through that, already dealt with that. Okay. So it's like, now that I'm older, I don't have to deal with it. I don't got to show you who I am. I don't have to make you respect me. You respect mm-hmm. me just because your mom and your dad respect me from <laughs> back, back in then. the day. Yeah. 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 So you 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 already respect me because of that. Yeah. And if you don't respect me, guess what? You'll walk up to somebody and be like, "Yeah, man, I just had to I got into it with old girl Neek mm-hmm. from, you know, from the Hill District." Blah, blah, blah. And guess what they going to tell you? Man, you better leave her alone. <laughs> and man, you don't know her. You yeah. better go ahead. See, that's yeah. but that's from them knowing me from before. before. Yeah. So therefore, I feel like now, like I yeah. don't gotta go through that. You don't have to. Kids. You don't have to prove yourself anymore. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So like, who are you in, in terms of this rising part? Because rising phoenix, the rising piece means that you're going towards something. You're trying to achieve something. We started out with like the AKA plumber chick. Like, who is it that you're trying to prove something to now? Myself. Mm-hmm. Myself. See, I'm. In all honesty, I'm really not trying to prove anything to anybody, mm-hmm. but me. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Mm-hmm. It don't matter how old you are now. Guess what? You can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell myself. Like, you could do it. Mm-hmm. Don't doubt it. You could do it. If they mm-hmm. could do it, you could do it. If he could do it, you could do it. Yeah. You could do it. I, I completely agree. I mean, it's almost like getting all emotional. Listen to you because it, it's like the one thing that you hope everybody recognizes about themselves. You know, like one of the things that they teach you, even in counseling sometimes, is like, you know, you have all the information you need to solve your problems. You just need somebody to sort you through it. 
And that's why, you know, it's unfortunate that you were in prison, you know, or jail, but it was like, or excuse me, prison, federal prison. Mm. It's unfortunate that you had to have that sit down, but you took away from it what it seems like you needed to in order to learn the things you needed to be this version of you. Let me tell you something. When I came home from from prison, mm-hmm. I got an associate's degree in business. Mm. I got a four-year apprenticeship, plumber's apprenticeship in West Virginia. I'm a four-year apprentice. Mm. And an associate's degree in business. Talk your shit. I went to college in prison. Mm. You know why I didn't go to college before I went to prison? Why? Because I wanted to sell drugs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be in the streets. I mm-hmm. wanted to be in the streets. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I didn't go to college. Mm. I chose the streets over college. So it was almost like that opportunity to sit down almost allowed and better you to- myself. Mm-hmm. To sit down and better myself for myself. Mm. What I like about that, too, is that it's not as if you found, like, this, like, other thing. It's like you found you in that moment because it's for you to make that distinction. Like, the only reason I didn't do this instead of that is because of a choice. It's not ability. It wasn't skill. Mm -hmm. It was a choice. And that's crazy. And, like, (laughs) I, I would say that, like. Some of the choices you made made it safer for me to make some of the choices I made. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would never want to disrespect, like, I knew growing up, like, there was a lot of people in our family that moved in certain ways that I would never want to disrespect because that wasn't my lane. Right. But also looking at you now, it's like truly the rising phoenix because it's like you're reinventing yourself and you're following something that you love. Because even if you were enjoying that past life, it didn't seem like it, you loved what you were doing. It Dorm. was like, it was just fun right. almost. So, Another thing about me, too, right now, what I'm feeling is that what I know now, mm-hmm. like the business, the associate's degree in business, the plumbing, all mm-hmm. of that, I feel like if if I would have knew that 25 years ago, yeah. I probably would have chose a different path. Yeah, yeah. But see, back when I was coming up, like you didn't have, you didn't have, adults telling you mm-hmm. oh go to this school or go to that school or mm-hmm. do this or do that or get your credit together or mm-hmm. none of that mm-hmm. you, you know what i'm saying like when when i was coming up we want everybody wanted to be like the drug dealers mm-hmm. in the hood mm-hmm. so it was like it's different now but if i would have known then what i know now mm-hmm. i probably would have chose a different path that's crazy then i chose and, and it, i think that's evident in the sense that it sounds like even through the oper- having the opportunity to choose, you chose this. You know what I'm saying? Like you found something that aligns with what you want. And speaking of that, my next question, amongst the many questions I just asked you, but my next big question is, what do you think brings you joy? Like when you think of like what brings you that real feeling of excitement or joy, what is that? Mm, what really brings me joy? In all honesty, it is just doing what yeah. I like to do. Yeah. Just work it. You know what I do now? Mm-hmm. I work and I go home. Mm. I go to the casino okay. too. So <laughs> okay. I ain't going to leave that out. But like my life is so different now from what yeah. it used to be. Like yeah. what brings me joy is just doing what I want to do every day. You ever think about how crazy it is? Like the like you've gotten to this point where the simpler things bring you the most joy. I swear to God, listen, going to Home Depot buying a new tool <laughs> excites me. Okay. It excites me like that. I, like I'd be like a kid in a candy store at Home yeah. Depot or Lowe's or mm-hmm. anywhere just buying a new toy. Like mm-hmm. I'd be so excited. What do you What do you think that comes from? 
the simple things in life. Okay. The simple things in life that I enjoy now. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll offer this and you let me know if I'm wrong. I think that it, it's in some ways, it's like, like regardless of the decisions you made before, you were able to apply yourself and be good at it. You know what I'm saying? Like before, you know, you went to jail. And now it's like you found this thing that you can have pride in and the everything that comes because you in order to be good at anything you got to be disciplined you got to be able to do the work you got to be able to work, work hard right it's like now you're able to put all of that into something you believe in into yourself something in a I healthy like way doing too. yeah and i think that that's probably why it brings you so much joy it do yeah it, that is one of, you know what else brings me a lot of joy too mm-hmm. it's like when i show up the people's house for a plumbing job yeah they be like Oh my God, it's, it's a female. <laughs> yeah. And then they always want to know, how'd you get into this? Yeah. So when I first started working for Rotorooter, right, what mm-hmm. I would say is, uh, you know, I went out one day, I helped a friend, and I just, you know, stuck with it. Like, mm-hmm. I like helping people. Mm-hmm. And then the more I kept working with Rotorooter, the more comfortable I got. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? Nah. So, the, mm-hmm. so then I got so comfortable that one day the lady asked me, how did you get into this? I said, yeah. you know what, ma'am? I said I was in prison and mm. I had to get a prison job. Mm. And my prison job was with the plumbing department and I liked it and I mm. kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And I kept doing it. Mm. And I'm doing it now. Mm. She was like, really? And I was mm. like, yeah. She was like, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was just like, you know, I, it felt good for me to tell mm-hmm. her my story and her to accept, accept it. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She received it and, and was respected just like, it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it was just like you know what I don't have to I don't have to have exactly I don't have to have why I, why I do plumbing mm-hmm. or why I like doing it's it. part of your story. I think people yep. connect with it, and like everybody likes the story of triumph. Like you said, you started this by saying a phoenix rising from the ashes, right? I think what, my understanding the purpose is that it's not a particular thing. Like it's not one thing. It's like you taking the elements of yourself and putting that into whatever you do. And I think that it, it makes so much sense because honestly, like I used to wonder like why plumbing too. Like I didn't know if it was just something you found, Mm-mm. but the fact that you found that in prison and realized you were good at it, and then now like in true Antique fashion, like capitalized on that, invested more skill, yep. more expertise, yep. more ability to 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 maximize your potential, speaks to all of the qualities that you can apply to anything. So it's like it's crazy that you found your love in this. The, you, listen, let me tell you something. When I first started working in facilities in prison mm-hmm. i was a grade four mm-hmm. when i let i worked in plumbing i want to say about three or four years when i left mm-hmm. hazelton prison mm. i was the head plumber mm. and i was running the whole prison <laughs> That's like crazy. like if they had a plumbing emergency at 3 a.m yeah. they wouldn't call my boss <laughs> they call you. they would come and wake me up <laughs> That's crazy. In my cell, wake me up like, yeah, we got a uh, we got a plumbing emergency in the in the shoe. That's crazy. The special housing unit. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, all right, man, come and get me. Mm. They come and get me. I gotta go look at it. They they take me down to facilities to get whatever equipment I need. I fix it. But when I left Hazelton, I was the head plumber. I was running that prison, mm. plumbing. I was putting people in crews and, yeah. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I was teaching other the other the newest plumbers how to do the plumbing for when I left. It's that's so wild to me, man. Like that that's so wild. I'm gonna stop right there for a second. I'm gonna cut unexpected break, but we back at it. So um the next question I have, because well, before I go to the next question, one of the things that I do wanna say is that like I'm curious if you see 
the greatness and your potential in that alone, right? Like when you apply yourself, it almost seems like it, 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 you summon excellence out of yourself when you do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you see that in yourself or do you feel like that you're just so in love with the journey that you don't even care? So, okay, wait, let me make sure I understand the yeah. question. Like, Do you see yourself as great is basically what I'm asking you. Do you feel like you can be great? I just feel like I'm me. See, and that's what I. I, I just feel like was. I'm me. I feel like I'm doing. I feel like I'm doing something now that I can do. I can yeah. be good at this. I am good at this. And, and that's so, like there's nothing that can stop me now. It, and and that's what I. It's a mixture of that for me too, because like I think I, I think to do anything well, you have to feel exactly how you feel. Yeah. But I think that there's this piece that I'm wondering if you ever step back and said wait, I was great at that. I was great at that. Now I'm great at this. Wait, maybe nope. I'm just great. Nope. <laughs> okay. You know what I do? Okay. I was good at that. Oh, okay. I was a damn good hustler. Uh-huh. I'm really good at plumbing. Uh-huh. I am fucking good at mm-hmm. plumbing. Mm-hmm. See, you know how I treat plumbing? Yeah. I treat plumbing like how I used to hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, I feel like this. If I could stand on the street corner for... Uh, all nighters and all mm-hmm. that. Guess what I could do? I could plumb all night long. Mm-hmm. You, I, I, I see it too because it's it, you almost like apply the hustler's mentality. Like I never hustled a day in my life, but that go getter's mentality. Like I can't stand and wait for nothing. You didn't wait for a job opportunity. You went out and got it. You didn't wait for it to start yeah. your own business or figure out an avenue to start working for yourself. Mm-hmm. You went out and did it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, what I guess what I'm saying is like it's almost like there's this this constant greatness that's following you. I, I, I just wonder if you ever are willing to accept that in yourself. Because it's one thing to consistently do the work and be like, I'm good at it, I'm good at good it. At that's it. cool. I'm good at it. But there's a, there might be some like real greatness, greatness there. Greatness happening, you know what I'm saying? and I'm just not, exactly. I'm just not focused on that part yet. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that, but for me, like, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm great. I'm <laughs> no, I just feel like, you know what? Yeah. I'm really good at this. Okay. I'm really, you know what I could do? Mm-hmm. I could go to work for Rotor Rooter, mm-hmm. work eight hours for Rotor Rooter. Mm-hmm. And guess what I'm gonna turn around and do when my, at 4.30 when my Rotor Rooter hours is done? What? I'm gonna go do four hours on, on, a, on a side job mm. for somebody that caught me earlier in that day or the day before. Like, yeah, I get off of work at 4.30 so I can come after that. Mm. And probably work four to six more hours. Why do you? Why do you? Where do you? Like, why do you do that? Like, what makes you want to do that? Why wouldn't I? That's an easy answer. I made rotor rooters. I made okay. So this is this is why I do it. Okay. Think about this. This is why I do it. Eight to four thirty. I'm on the clock for rotor rooter. So mm-hmm. I'm making rotor rooter money and I'm making me money. Mm-hmm. After four, from four thirty to to nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's all me. Mm-hmm. That's all my money. My thing though is that. If it was that simple, everybody would do it. That's the hustler in me. That's what I'm saying. That's the hustler like, that's in me. That's saying. my hustle. That's what I'm Everybody's saying. Everybody's hustle ain't like my hustle. But that's but what I'm that's saying. But that's my hustle. And that's special though. Like I wonder if you see that as special. Like because you, I think that when you have when you've been so close to your own abilities, you may view it as normal. To me, it's normal, I but to that, you, yeah. it's like, man, this is different. It's not even to me. Look at the market. Like, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. to me, that's normal because yeah. that's my hustle. So yeah. that's normal to me. Yeah. But to, like, you or somebody else on the outside looking in, they be like, 
man, she can want, she can ready to go do that again. Yeah. Like, I, and she just got off of work. Yeah. And I know she be tired. Guess what? I'm still getting up at seven o'clock in the morning. That's that. I don't care what time I go to bed, nephew. I'm still getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to be ready by mm. seven forty-five to go to work. That's nuts to me. Yeah. Like it's it's nuts to me because you see that it's so normal, but it really is a superpower. It it's really like ain't they, normal. If, if it, it's not, and it's and it's the idea that it, I think it's a, it's such a, a I it's um what do you want to call it a um it, it's a a sign that you found your way. Because you want to work like that. Like I used to, like my ideal when I look at what I want to do, it's like I want people to say like what they used to say about Diddy, like Diddy didn't leave the studio. Diddy was always there. Like he was always working. He's always working. Every time working. you see me, I'm in my rotor rooter truck. Mm. But see, let me, let me, every time somebody see me, I'm in that rotor, I'm in the truck. They mm-hmm. say rotor rooter. Mm-hmm. But that's my truck. Mm-hmm. I own that truck. Mm. All rotor rooter did was put the stickers, stickers on it. Stickers on it, yeah. Yeah, that's mm. my truck. And that's and that's how I know that like that's why I'm sitting here now because the same thing it's just a different industry like that's that same it. language that that same that's language it. that's all it is that's crazy so you you mentioned your mom a little bit ago but like if you were to answer the question of like thinking about where you came from like who are those people that you that came before you that you either looked up to or you looked at as influence and what did they teach you oh wow um. <laughs> told you it'd be oh, a little deep wow. okay so. <laughs> I'm going to just say that, in all honesty, see, my mom was a hustler, my dad was a hustler, mm-hmm. right? Now, the thing is, though, like, I learned things from them, mm-hmm. but I didn't learn the hustle from them. Mm-hmm. From my mom, I learned, don't take no shit from nobody. Mm. Go down fighting. Mm-hmm. My mom, that's what I learned from my mom. My dad, I learned from my dad, like, you know, like, don't let nobody take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. You know, get it by any means type. Mm. But in all honesty, the hustle, how I learned how to hustle, not even how I learned how to hustle, who I used to watch hustle and mm-hmm. who I got it from was Nene and Dorcas. Mm. Nene and Dorcas. I mm. swear to God, man, I could be leaving out my house, walking around the corner to get on the school bus. Nanny was on her way to the block. I'd be like, man, it's early. Mm-hmm. Guess what, when the school bus ride through the block, she the only one down there. Mm-hmm. Man, that's who I learned it from, I swear mm-hmm. to God, Nene and Dorcas. Mm-hmm. And those was, those was kind of like, they wasn't that much older than you. Well, what am I, I'm, I'm, 46 so they 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 might be like 10 oh so they was like 10 years older yeah they like yeah they yeah they like 10 okay nine ten years older than me yeah yeah what do you think it was about what you were seeing in them that resonated with you so much like you kept saying like you seeing them going to the block like what was it about that that like made you want to like listen you know what it was Mm -hmm. it was like man it's six o'clock in the morning she the only hustler outside Mm. no other hustler outside by the time them niggas wake up to go mm-hmm. outside, she going in the house. house. That's it's over for her. Mm-hmm. So guess what? When I start hustling, mm. the early bird get the worm. Mm. I was outside with nobody. Like my niggas was going to concerts and mm-hmm. all that. I didn't do none of that mm-hmm. shit when I was younger. You know what? When all them people went to the concert, guess what? 
Mm. I was outside. Mm. The blizzard of 93, guess where I was at? <laughs> I remember that. On the block. <laughs> I was on the block. I was the only person on the block. Mm. The blizzard of 93. I, I remember was in that. the project selling Absolutely. drugs. I swear to God. Only mm. one out there. Mm. That's crazy to me because it's like they say, like, I always believe that whatever's you're meant to do is in you from the moment you arrive here. Mm-hmm. And it's wild to me that, like, even at a young age, you was able to delineate what hard work looked like and right. envy that and carry that with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's right. a lot of people that could have just saw her out there and been like, yeah, it is what it is. But, like, nah. you, something stuck with you. That's crazy. No, I was just like, man. She the only one outside. Mm. I'm telling you, I, mm-hmm. I wrote, I thought about like, man, she the only one outside. Mm. And then the one day, uh, the one day I had cut school. Mm-hmm. I woke up like I was going to school, went outside. Guess what? She was on her way to the block. Mm. Sort of God. I waited. I cut school that day. I don't even know why I cut school that day. Mm. But around 12 noon, she was on her way in the house. Mm. Guess what? All the other niggas was on their way to yeah, the block. So. I said, man, her day done. done. Her day was done. That's crazy. I was like, man, I see it. Mm-hmm. And then I ain't, I ain't even going to hold you. My grandma worked hard, too. Mm-hmm. My grandma worked overnight. She worked from 12 midnight to 7 in the morning, mm. right? When she got off work at 7 in the morning, she made me breakfast. She fixed me lunch. Mm. And she saw me off to school. Mm. All after she did her eight-hour shift at work. Mm. Yeah, so it's like I, I seen a lot of hustle in my grandma too, yeah. but my grandma always worked. Mm-hmm. But then I seen how my grandma always worked, but you know stuff was still happening. Like mm-hmm. some bills was late, some bills was due, mm-hmm. some of this, some of that. You know what I'm saying? And she mm-hmm. worked for a living, so I couldn't understand how you worked this hard, but you still got this dude. Mm-hmm. You still gotta pay this. You still gotta. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I learned a lot from my grandma, too. Mm. I, I think that's so powerful, you know, like even thinking about it, it's like you had these consistent examples of women that was like by any means went out there and got it. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yes. crazy. You ever think about like the fact that like, do you ever think about like getting that hustle so early? Like, do you ever how does that make you feel to know that that's where it came from so early? Um, does it feel it almost like you inherited something. Like, so I mean, it really don't, it really don't make me feel no type of way. It mm-hmm. just make me feel like I know I'm different. Oh, okay. I know I'm different. Mm. I I know I'm different than y'all. Mm-hmm. You niggas don't hustle like me. Yeah. <laughs> y'all don't y'all don't wake up early like I do. Mm-hmm. Listen here, I could I could go to sleep at three four in the morning, mm-hmm. but I'm still gonna wake up at seven thirty before my alarm go off. Mm-hmm. My alarm is set for seven forty five. I always, my body always wakes up at 7.30. That's crazy. 15 minutes before my alarm, it don't matter what time I go to sleep. I could be drunk, it don't matter. That's crazy. My off days, it don't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm still getting up. That's crazy. At 7.30, every morning. And and like, you know you're different. I understand that you you recognize like the quality that it is, like you willing to work harder. I guess I'm just like, I'm thinking like, is there any part of you that wonders like why I have this and nobody else doesn't. Or do you just accept it? Like, it just is what it is. I ain't worried about nobody else. All right, there you go. All right, nope. respect. All right, I feel I you. ain't worried about them. All right. I ain't worried about when the next man get up. Mm-hmm. By the time he get up, I'm going to be on my way to my mm. second job. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Mm-mm. I, I appreciate see, that a lot. See, that's the thing. Like, you can't worry about 
other people mm-hmm. and what other people is doing. Mm-hmm. Because what he eat don't make me shit. You right. Shout out to Hov. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 All right. So, well, to that point, because I think that's a good segue, like, outside of waking up at the drop of a dime, 730, no matter what, what's something you feel like you're good at? Like, we mentioned the hustle, but, like, it could be anything. Like, what's something you feel like you're good at? Something I feel like I'm good at. I feel like I'm good at. I'm a good friend. Mm. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a good. I'm a good family person too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just. I'm good at being me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always been this way. Like mm-hmm. how I am. Like mm-hmm. anybody that know me know. Like if I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. If, if I tell you I can't do it, then I can't do it. But mm-hmm. if I can do it, I'm gonna do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm reliable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like all my friends that I had. When I was 10, mm-hmm. it's still my same friends. That's I still dope. got all the same friends. That's dope. Yeah, I still got all my same friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm a loyal person. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like to me almost like the qualities of who you are didn't change. It's the, the, the realms you were playing in. Like, you had this one arena that you recognize obviously wasn't the best. And it's like you kept the values, but you just applied them in this new way even as it pertains to family, because you're still talking about a lot of the same principles as it comes to working hard, is why you. I think it sounds like you feel like you're a good family person. Well, and also, like, I feel like I'm a good family person, too, because, like, <clears throat> okay, let's, let's just start with, like, my mom. Mm-hmm. Even though my mom is my mom, my mom is more like my sister. Mm-hmm. You 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 yeah, know what I'm what saying? saying? So it's like um my mom will call me my mom calls me more than I call her. Okay. okay? And it's like if my mom has have a problem, she'll call me like and expect me to fix her problem. Like mm. I can't call my mom and be like, <laughs> yeah. Mom, I got this, that, and that happening. Yeah. And she'd be like, I'ma straighten it out for you. Mm-hmm. No. That's you. Exactly. Mm. It's like the roles is reverse, reverse yeah. like type thing. And and it also speaks to I think you you have to take that up because there's a lot of people that like might walk away from that. Like we we I think sometimes we'll look at a situation and say like, "Well, I did that because that's my mom." But the other option is for you just not to do it. You know what I'm saying? For you not to be I a family person. I won't Why? I won't ever not do it. Why? Because that's my mom. All right. Well. So so let me yeah. let me just say this. Okay. Yeah. So listen. Because I, I I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not arguing you shouldn't. But no 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 no. Yeah. But but you know what though? I do have somebody who be like, like uh, they only call you when you when they need something mm-hmm. or they only call. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You know. No, I'm not gonna say I don't care. Like it's to the point that they be like, you never tell them no, mm. or you never. They only call you when you when they need something. Mm-hmm. No, they call me more than that. You yeah. just don't know don't that. Notice it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or uh, you never tell them no. Yes, I do. Yeah. I tell them no when I got to tell them no. And and that's what I guess I'm curious about because I, I think it, it's like if you're always that person, how do you take care of yourself is what I was going to ask you because that can be difficult if it always got to be you, especially with somebody who feels like it's it, who has that work ethic that feels like I got to get to it that can easily become, I got to fix it. I always got to be the fixer. I got to fix it. I got to fix it. Or I got to do. That used to be me. Mm-hmm. That used to be me. Mm. 
I used to never say nothing. Mm. I used to be the fixer. Mm. Fixer. Mm-hmm. But now they get caught. Nope. <laughs> how did you learn it. how to say no though? That's because I had to do that same thing. But how did nope, you do it? I ain't got it. Mm. Just dealt with it. Like, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do that. I'm doing this. Mm. I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. No, I can't give you a ride. I don't got no money. Mm-hmm. None of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you prioritize yourself. Yeah. Was yeah. that hard to do? No. Mm. But see, for somebody, somebody on the outside looking in, they think I never do that. Mm. Because they, because they always see. You if they it. don't see it, then they don't think it's happening. Absolutely. But I don't have to do it for you to see it, mm-hmm. for me to know mm-hmm. that it's happening. And that, that's all that matters. I would agree. Exactly. That's all that matters. I think that that's like I clearly said. Like that's always a concern, but. It sounds like you have that under control, and that's not an easy thing to do. As somebody who had to learn how to say no, it definitely wasn't easy for me. So, what it's, is it's it's really not easy. Mm-hmm. It's really not easy. Like it is something that you know I had to think about, to work on, and all of that. But see, when I came home from prison, I came home that way. Mm. You know, when I came home, I had nothing, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. And them same people who sometimes I'll tell them no right now, mm-hmm. guess what? When I had nothing, mm-hmm. them was the same people that was there mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. When I, when I, in order for me to come home, I had to have a home plan. Guess mm-hmm. who that home plan was for? My mom's house. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no clothes, no shoes, no drawers, no nothing when I came home. My mm-hmm. little sister gave me the brand new shoes off her feet. Mm-hmm. See, people don't see that. Mm-hmm. So people don't know. That that's what they're doing for you too. Exactly. That's Guess dope. what? My little sister was send when I was in prison. She sent me her last. My mm. mom sent me her last. My daughter took damn good care of me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So guess what? Them is the people that I'll do anything for because guess what? They'll do anything, anything for, for you. me. Yeah, and I, I think that's and a dope. lot of if it just people feel like if they don't see it, it's not happening, but yeah. it is. Yeah, I could tell them no without them getting mad. I think that's that's what's really dope is that like not only is there that relationship like we'll do anything for each other, that if we can't do it we understand. That's always that assumption that people don't get. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So next question: What are you afraid of? What am I? God. Mm. I ain't scared of nobody but God. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's take it. I'm gonna tell you what Biggie said. Okay. Niggas bleed just like me. Picture <laughs> yeah. me being scared of a nigga that breathe the same air as me. Period. Period. That's it. That, I, I, so let's take it out of people. What about circumstances, situations, like things you can't control? Is there anything that you look at out there and you're like, I don't want that to happen. I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit apprehensive about doing that. Or even maybe putting yourself out there in a certain way that maybe you didn't before. I ain't doing that. Mm. I ain't doing that no more. Okay. You want to know what I'm scared of? What? I'm scared of dying That's what... without achieving something that I could feel great about. That's what I was curious about. See, That's what see I'm right now, mm-hmm. I ain't greatness. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little goodness. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm afraid to die without achieving mm-hmm. my greatness. Where does that come from, that fear about... Because is it because you've seen maybe people leave before they you thought they could be great and all of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I lost, I lost, I didn't lost so many childhood friends, mm-hmm. shootouts and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
listen, I done done so much stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. even though right now I am a reformed person, yeah. You never know. I might go into the giant eagles and see somebody I didn't shot, robbed, or stabbed or something, yeah. and boom, it yeah. could be over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, even though now I'm not living that life, not mm-hmm. to say that that life won't come, come back, back, yeah, and haunt you. That's that's so wild. So I try not to put myself in those type of situations mm-hmm. where. I could be in somewhere where mm-hmm. a past situation could come back and haunt me. What, what I'm hearing too from what you're saying, and again, tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you recognize that, like, because I've done this, I don't want that to catch up for me to me before I get to where I know I can get to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exa- exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's mm. exactly it. That's that's real. I mean, because in some ways, there's no way to get rid of that. Nope. That's that's a that's a hell of a burden. No, not really. You okay. know why? Why? You know why I can say no, not really? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't done some shit to motherfuckers that don't even know that it was me that doing it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, all honesty, like I get, you know what I mean? Fair like, enough. Fair yeah, enough. you're like, right. You're right. So there might yeah. be some stuff they don't even know about. Exactly. They don't there know it was go. me. I, that's so, a hell of a spin. That's yeah, a hell of a positive so, spin. You it know, is what it is. Yeah. I, I feel that. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, like, another question I have is, uh, to that point, when you talked about, like, being afraid of not achieving greatness, if you were to wave a wand, magic wand, whatever, paint the scene for me, what does the ultimate version of you look like? What is the the final version? Like, if you could get everything. My greatness you, for yeah, me? Yep. My greatness for me is owning my own plumbing company. Mm-hmm building my own house from the ground up exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. Buy me and my wife a big old Winnebago. There you go. Get in it, fill it up with gas, mm-hmm. and just drive until we can't drive no more. Just mm. drive and travel. Mm. Just travel in our Winnebago. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Travel in my Winnebago, have different properties. Mm-hmm. Airbnbs or mm-hmm. rental properties, whatever. Just mm-hmm. be in my window bagel, collecting my monthly rent. It's like that the ultimate version of your the achievement of your goals and your profession, but also the freedom that you you've been talking about. That yeah. ultimate freedom. Yeah. Like to to have the properties, but to not be held down by any of them being in that window bagel. Yep. Period. That's crazy. Just being free, free mm-hmm. to do whatever I want, whenever the fuck I want. That's dope. Period. That is it. That is crazy. In all honesty, yep. That's dope as hell. So, Nick, let me ask you this: If if I were to ask you again, since we've had this conversation, you've been so transparent with me, being willing to share. Mm-hmm. W- if I were to ask you again at the end of this conversation, who are you? How would you answer now? You said you're a phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Would you say the same thing, or would you say something different? What would you say? I'm still a phoenix. Mm-hmm. Guess what I'm doing right now? What? I'm just still rising. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? It's so much more mm-hmm. for me to do, to get done. Mm-hmm. I'm still just rising. Mm. I'm just rising up out the ashes. How does it feel that, to be knowing that you're on that trajectory? It feel good. Mm-hmm. It feel good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels really good for mm. me. Yeah. Right. You want to know where my ashes, my ashes started when I left out the prison. That was mm-hmm. the beginning of my rise mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. See, I'm only like, I'm still rising. Yeah. That's it. I, I think it's beautiful because there's so many different ways. And we've had conversations off mic about 
how like even as you've tried to rise like people tried to put you in certain situations that prevented that and you still continued to focus on rising and rising and rising and i think that it's it's a beautiful story because i think anyone who's ever been through any trial or tribulation where they felt like they their back was against the wall can relate to that you know what i'm saying it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to look at your potential when you feel like everything's been taken away from you but it take a real hustler to recognize i can always get it like that's that's real listen i was at the bottom of the bottom Mm -hmm. see some people don't understand that prison is the bottom of the bottom Mm -hmm. literally you can't take care of yourself. You you got to depend on somebody else to take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to move when they say move. You eat when they say eat. Like, you it's, you can use the phone when they say you. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom. Mm-hmm. I didn't been to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, guess what? I ain't never going Go back, back to yeah. the bottom. Yeah. So, I'm going to always be the phoenix that's rising yeah. out the ashes. Can I can I offer a slight alternative to that? What's if that? you've been to the bottom, you know what that tells me? What? Is that you deserve the top. Absolutely. You deserve to reach whatever, because you, you've handled, you've taken what life can throw at you in the most extreme circumstances, and now you know, well, I can handle anything. There's nothing that can prevent me from getting what I want now, now that I've, 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 I've dealt with that, but me. And that, that's Listen. a... That's Let real. me tell you something, nephew. <laughs> no, in all honesty, mm-hmm. I've been to the bottom. I've been under the bottom. Mm-hmm. I've been through the bottom, in the middle. I've mm-hmm. been everywhere with. Mm-hmm. But guess what? God ain't done with me yet. Mm. God ain't done with me yet. That's some guess what? He say. got a he got a lot more to show me, so I can show y'all what I could be. Absolutely. He ain't done with me yet. There's a, I, I was listening to um, Killer Mike's most recent album, and uh, Dave Chappelle got a clip in there. He's just talking, and he's talking about the, uh, the, the, the people storming, uh, the, uh, what is it, storming the beach in Normandy. And he was like, there's no re- rhyme or reason why the dude next to you fell and got shot and you didn't. And he was like, I know you're afraid. Just keep moving. Nigga, just keep moving. Keep your feet keep underneath you. Keep your feet you. moving. Keep your feet moving. Keep your feet underneath you. And just know, and I think that that's so synonymous with what you're saying. It's like I've seen hell, I've seen all of it, I've, I've, I've done anything seen you can it, imagine. Been through it, but all like that. all I know is that if I'm still here, I could keep my feet under me. And it's one thing to just survive; it's another thing to think in the midst of that you could still be great. Guess and what? that's real. I'm still here for a reason. Mm. It ain't because I work or I stay from this person or I be around this person. Mm-hmm. I'm still here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it. Because oh. guess what? I want to say like two years ago, I found out that I had congestive heart failure. Mm. See, I, I, don't, I don't like I don't tell people yeah. my business, like mm-hmm. my personal business and stuff. But a lot of this, what I'm saying to you right now, come from like I'm still here for a reason. reason. Because I fell and broke my ribs. Mm. Went to the hospital. They said, oh, your ribs is just, they just uh, swollen. You'll be all right. 30 mm-hmm. days later when I went back, mm-hmm. the doctor said, yeah, you got four broken ribs, but that's the least of your worries. Guess what he said? You got fluid around both your lungs. You got fluid around your heart, and you suffering from congestive heart failure. God, he said your injunction fraction is only um, functioning at 19%. Guess what I told that man? Mm-hmm. He said, 
are you having any symptoms? Are you tired all the time? Are you this? Are you that? Guess what I told him? I feel great. He said, you are not great. <laughs> That's crazy. He said, you are not great. You can't be. Guess what? They kept me in the hospital for a week. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go home until they, I had to wear this uh, wearable defibrillator life vest. Mm. I couldn't go home without it. Mm. Went home with that. Guess what? My injection fresh should start rising. Mm-hmm. Guess what that let me know? God ain't done with me yet. Mm. Made my time. Mm-hmm. He ain't done yet. That's that's some, that's some poetic shit. Like for that's, real, like it's, that's, it's, like that's wild. Like, but it, I, I get it because a lot of people can listen to that and be like, "Oh, that worked out well." But to be in it, yeah. to say that to yourself in it, I I was telling my homie the one time that like Kevin Hart tells this uh, story about being on stage and getting hit with a chicken wing. Like somebody literally threw a chicken wing at him and hit him in the chest. And you can laugh about it now because Kevin Hart, we know who mm-hmm. he is, whatever. Mm-hmm. But imagine following your dream and getting hit with a chicken wing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine following your dream and finding out your body shutting down on you. Imagine following your dream and having every reason to believe the, the world, the universe is out to get you, but still knowing and believing in yourself enough to know I can still be great. That takes something different. No, guess what? Imagine following your dream. And then the doctor just drop a crane on you. Mm. Like, oh my God, I don't mm. know how you're walking around here. Yeah. How you're not having no symptoms, no nothing. Mm-hmm. I had to have a surgery mm. and get an implantable defibrillator. I got a heart defibrillator mm. in my chest mm. right now. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I feel fine. Mm-hmm. That's not a handicap for me. That's not a disability. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm still getting up at 7.30 every morning getting going to, to work. And the guys I work with, guess what? Every morning when I get up and I show up to work, guess mm-hmm. what it just showed me? Man, I got a I got a heart problem, and I'm still doing more jobs than you niggas <laughs> at work. That's crazy. That's real. That's real. You, you. I just say God wasn't done with me yet. It God wasn't my done. time. God ain't done with you. It wasn't well, it's, it's clear that greatness is on the is on the is on the destination. It you is definitely saying? greatness. It's des- greatness is definitely at the destination. Thank you so much for answering my question. I offer the guests the opportunity. Is there anything you want to ask me? Is there any questions you have for me? No. Okay. No, I works for no me. You questions. let me off the hook easy. That works for me. <laughs> I, I mean, this was dope, Aunt Nick. Thank you so much for being willing to do this. I mean, it means the world to me. I can only imagine the people that are going to learn something from just being your vulnerability, being right. willing to share your story. Yeah. And um, please don't come through again, whatever. I, I just, I Thanks really appreciate you taking me. the time. Thank you. Clap it up. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hold up.